Welcome to the Happy Place podcast. I'm Rina, your host. I'm a Shibari artist, tantric body worker, former dominatrix, and extreme sports athlete. I guide people to their core, creating safe spaces for healing and self-discovery. Since childhood, I've challenged societal norms. Through extreme sports, tantra, unconventional sexuality, and psychedelics, I've discovered profound truths. This podcast is for seekers like me, exploring meaning and spiritual illumination in the midst of life's intensity. Get ready to be inspired, amazed, and transformed as we unravel the mysteries of the happy place. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 17. Today is uh, a freezing day here in Austin, staying warm and cozy and embarking on this beautiful conversation with Lucy Bell. And we are going to speak about tantric body work and how is it like to become a practitioner? Like we, I spoke a lot on receiving yoni massages. What are they like? There are episodes on that. And uh, today we want to speak about what is it like to actually become a professional in this field. I have a lot of people asking me this question, like, how did you choose to do this? And how did you become one? Because it's doesn't, uh, it's not obvious, like how people choose this path. And how are they actually training in this delicate path and this delicate, intimate work. And I know that my path is also different from uh, Lucy Bell's path. So um, this is what we'd love to share. We want to share our personal intimate stories on uh, embarking on this journey. So let me first introduce um, very briefly myself for those of you who don't know me and then I'll introduce Lucy Bell. So my name is Rena Trevi and I'm a tantric bodywork practitioner in the modality called Sacred Feminine Touch Ceremony, which is a ceremonial journey for women. It's another way to describe yoni massage, but I treat it as a ceremonial experience as I feel like it's really profound and deep and meaningful and very intimate. And I've been practicing for about five years and these days I'm also educating other professionals in becoming um, certified in this modality. And uh, Lucy Bell, I met her about a year ago actually online. She found me through um, through another podcast and then we just had an instant beautiful connection. I just loved her energy right away and it just felt so at home just kind of connecting, communicating with her. And then I learned that she's was really enthusiastic to learn yoni massages, to learn to give and to actually receive it. And uh, this is how we got acquainted. And then soon she uh, joined our program, myself and my mentor, Surya. We teach um, this modality and we started actually last year. And she was um, in uh, California and she was very generous to invite us to share the her beautiful studio with us and introduce us to her community. So I'm feeling extremely grateful for our connection in 2023. But I would love to welcome you to share a bit about yourself with our audience. Welcome, Lucy Bell. Thank you for being with us on this podcast show. Thank you, Rena. <clears throat> I absolutely appreciate the opportunity to have this conversation with you and share a little bit about the work that we did together and now the work that I'm doing. Um, so as Rena said, I'm in Northern California. And um, you also said in the introductory that everybody gets here in a different way. 
Um, we're all here together, but everybody gets here <clears throat> differently. And for me, um, I've been a fitness coach for a really long time. I'm also a um, life and microdosing coach. And I've always expanded on trainings and education because very early on in my journey in fitness, I realized that there's a lot more to losing weight and changing and shifting the body than just exercise. You know, it starts off with, oh, okay, what's going into the body? And then what's the environment like around the body? What's going on inside? And so I've always been very curious to dive deeper and deeper and deeper. And then going through my own journey of life, you know, growing up and being an adolescent and then getting into a long-term relationship and now marriage and two kids, I'm always having to balance, well, what's going on with me? And um, I listened to a podcast, and I know you know this story, but for the listeners, I'll go ahead and, and go over that again. Mm -hmm. um, I was listening to a podcast, um, I think now, what, two years ago? And it was a podcast that I didn't know I needed. Um, I remember the title being um, like how BDSM connects to spirituality. I know I'm not saying it correctly, but it was kind of along that line. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. And the podcast um, host was interviewing Rena, and Rena started talking about her story in BDSM or, you know, first growing up in, in Russia and then coming to the United States and the way she felt in her body and super disconnected and then, you know, connecting with BDSM and then connecting with Yoni massage. And it's funny because the host didn't even know that Rena did buy, uh, Yoni massage. And then the conversation shifted to that. And it was like this portal was opened up of like, whoa, tell me more about that. And I was sitting on the edge of my seat too, like, oh my God, what is this? And so I listened to the podcast and I just felt so drawn to learning more. And I was already in the midst of diving into sexuality um, more deeply at that point. And so it was perfect timing. So I found Rena on social media and I sent her a message and I was like, hey, I promise I'm not a creep. <laughs> I would love to learn more about you and what you do. Um, I have a small following on social media um, because of my, I had a studio for nine years. Um, and so I just really built a community in the area. And I was like, I would love to interview you for my community. And something about Rena is that she always said yes to me. She was like, yes, yes, yes. And, and first of all, responded, which was incredible. Um, I kind of had a fangirl a moment like, oh my God, she's responding, she's reading, she's saying yes. And so we had the interview. And from there, it just kind of, we did more and more and more, you know, we did the interview, then we included you and Surya. And then it hit me, I was like, well, wait a second, I have a space in Northern California, I used to host trainings all the time when I had my group fitness studio. Why don't I just host one here? And so I remember reaching out to you and being like, Rena, would you and your mentor ever be open to offering a training in Northern California? And again, you said yes. And I was just like, man, this, this is so great. <laughs> and so um, 
we scheduled the training for what is it last july now july 2023 put the word out did multiple interviews and it was just so great to connect with you and surya and learn more through the interviews through connecting with you and then the training the training was mm. mind blowing so I don't know if you want to pause me there or anything and interject. No, but... it sounds great. But yeah, how did you, the, I think the, one of the questions that I imagine audience could ask, like why on earth would you want to become a practitioner in this modality? Like since you already have a profession of being fitness uh, teacher and uh, microdosing coach, how do you feel uh, this desire to explore this path like fits in, in your life? So for me, being a coach, I recognize that people are so multifaceted. Everything that's happening in their lives today has so much to do with so many streams of experiences and memories and knowledge that they have. And so I have to be knowledgeable in so many streams in order to be able to be of service to my clients more effectively. Mm. And one of the hats I wear is a women's self-defense instructor. And when you teach self-defense, not only are people coming to you because they want to learn how to defend themselves, but unfortunately, so many of them come from sexual trauma. Mm. And so... This was an avenue that I saw that so many of us have experience in. And how life-changing can it be to address that area and those past experiences through having an experience that is completely catered to you to receive? Um, you don't have to worry about giving back to the practitioner. Um, except for, you know, obviously monetarily, but in the session itself, and we can get into that later down the road, but it's, it's a session to absolutely receive 100%. And I can say with almost 100% guarantee that almost no woman has ever experienced that of a session that is only to receive and give nothing back emotionally or physically. Um, and so it first started off with, well, how do I react to the, how would I react to this experience? How would this experience help me where I am in my life right now? So I think um, a lot of us go into work because we ourselves are searching for answers. We ourselves are searching for um, something in that area. And so you know, I've been married and with my husband for 20 years. You know, we got together when I was 17. He was 18. We have two kids. And, you know, I've gone through a lot. And I wanted to reconnect with myself. I wanted to reconnect with my body. I wanted to reconnect with my yoni because I was sensing a disconnect. Um, and so I went into the training of, okay, what can I get out of this? And can I then use that to help others? Mm, thank you for explaining it so clearly. And I totally agree. I am also reflecting back on my path, remembering how it all started from me being sexually 
totally numb down there, like just not knowing anything about my uni and even not knowing that there are possibilities and just learning there are possibilities to not be so numb, to actually be fully vaginally orgasmic. I got fascinated about this practice of yoni massages and also felt so honored. I was in Thailand and I felt like I'm in some secret society kind of place, something so not mainstream. And it's so special and so unique. I was just swallowing every drop of information about it. I wanted to meet and connect with practitioners of this. And I was just endlessly curious and I was, I feel like my focus initially was a lot on receiving it. I was far from feeling ready to give. So for me, it was a lot about receive, receive, receive. But the good news is it didn't take many sessions for the transformation to happen. My case was really um, quite intense. I was so deeply numb inside my uni, had no sensitivity for any pleasure and then after one session alone that numbness turned into pain and that pain turned into shame and all kinds of emotions so it was very few sessions and every session I was watching it's a shift it's a shift and of course it's not an easy shift like from the beginning I was going through all these feelings of not being a woman enough being ashamed of myself, feeling that my case is so hopeless. They speak about all these fully orgasmic women and I'm not one of them. I'm so broken by post-Soviet Russian upbringing and slut-shaming in my uh, teenage years. So all of this would make sometimes make me feel very pessimistic. Um, and yet I was in a community and I had option to receive yoni massages and it felt like this is my chance. This is the chance. I'm hearing all the beautiful success stories of different women all around me. I I can I can try. I can go for it. And because every massage feels like a major breakthrough, doesn't mean painless and easy, but a breakthrough, something I'm discovering about myself. So that felt like I I want to go for the next one and see what else is there. What else will I learn about myself? And yeah, all going through physical pain, emotional pain, but very gently, very gradually. Never, I never felt pushed over the edge very abruptly. Basically, I would choose the pace myself. I was also educated on how to speak up and say like when it's too much, when it's not enough, when I'm ready to go deeper, when I want to slow down. So knowing that I'm so safe that I can choose um, the pace of it. So um, yeah, it was a lot of receiving for me. And what I see in your case, uh, Lucy, was a lot about uh, giving and receiving at the same time for you. How can you describe their journey? Like, how did it feel from the start as you started to learn and uh, when you started to actually practice giving and receiving in our container? So during the training, we give twice and we receive twice. And each time was so different. And I really, really resonate with what you said as the beginning of your journey of feeling numb and then feeling pain and then starting to kind of transmute that into something else and all the layers you go through in this process and intellectually I knew it was going to be an onion I knew there was going to be so many layers 
But when you actually experience it physically, emotionally, it is a whole different experience. Um, I didn't realize how many emotions, how many memories are stored in that area. And it's like walking into a storage room that's super unorganized, right? It's like you get there and you look around and there's that overwhelming awareness of everything that's there. And so for me, that was kind of the experience of as soon as I started to go through that, I just became so aware of everything that was there. (laughs) And I was just like, oh my gosh, there's so much here. No wonder why I've been so disconnected. And so, you know, surrendering, allowing for the process to happen was so important. And you used a really good word earlier of curiosity. Maintaining curiosity and trying to have compassion for yourself in that moment. And again, intellectually, we talk about consent. We talk about speaking up for ourselves. But when you're in a container that is completely designed to hold space for you and you only, you don't really understand the magnitude of consent and speaking up for yourself until you're 100% allowed to do so. And it's been absolutely mind-blowing on so many different levels, both for myself and for the women that I've been working with. And yeah, we, we hold so much. There's so much there. But just like going through that storage closet, right, of like, we can organize it. We can make sense of it. Slowly allowing yourself to really, you know, sink into the experience and really observe what's in there and really hold space for it. To either let go or recategorize so many patterns that we bring into our intimacy, into our bedroom are based off of life experiences and past experiences, either with ourselves or others. And we don't realize how deep those patterns are, again, until we're taken out of a mutual experience with a loved one and just receive. So that's, that was a mind blowing for me. Um, And also what was really great It was hard and great during the training of observing other people's experiences while it's happening and being like, well, I'm not experiencing that, but they are. So it's a possibility in the future, Mm. you know? And I know that some, I know for a moment there, I kind of was hard on myself of like, well, I'm not experiencing that. That's not happening for me. I can hear that they're having pleasure. Why isn't it happening to me? And I had to really sit with that feeling and be like, well, I have different things to shift through, but it's great to know that as I'm shifting through them, 
that can be a possibility. That can be me. That I could experience that level of pleasure. Um, so yeah. Oh, this that is was so inspiring. Very complex. Oh, yeah. thank you for sharing. It's just so raw, honest, and inspiring. I can imagine that it's. Um, can be tremendously helpful for many women to hear that because um, we are going through similar things like for example sharing hearing other people's stories about being so juicy orgasmic and then feeling like why not me like what's wrong with me am I broken am I not good enough for that Um, and kind of going in the cycle of shame and closing off so just exposing it just like that in public, not only it frees you from the burden of needing to hide it and carry it just on yourself, but also gives others a chance to connect there and see that at some point of life, we are all going through that feeling that something is wrong with us, why we are not enjoying something we're supposed to enjoy, why we are not uh, radiant, magnetic, orgasmic as we're supposed to be. And also like there is a light at the end of the tunnel because we can, instead of comparing ourselves and judging us as being broken, we can see the possibility, huh, but she's also in the human body and just like me, and she's capable of this, huh, okay, how can I invite this into my life, actually being inspired by other, our, our sisters rather than feeling um, this self-humiliation just because they, sh- they get to shine when we don't get to shine, and it's a really beautiful opportunity to learn and see how we can use this strategy in not only when it comes to yoni and orgasms, but actually when it comes to other possibilities in life, because comparing ourselves to others is a very human trait, right? This is our evolutionary advantage. We are competing and comparing, and yet we don't have to be harsh on ourselves or on others. Instead, we can see the possibility of someone shining and seeing like, well, then means that we can also shine. I am... I sometimes get caught in the same trap. Uh, For example, like right now I'm single and when I see people in beautiful, loving, committed relationships, sometimes thinking, oh, what's wrong with me? Why I don't have it until like it's been so many years of this life and I still don't have it. And like feeling this envy and feeling that something is wrong with me, that's why I don't have it. But instead I choose consciously to change this paradigm and to see it differently. Wow, if this person was able to have that fairy tale story kind of relationship happening uh, coming upon her like that means that it's possible that means that I, I it can still happen and it's possible it happens to others and I can get inspired and see how it it can also happen with me and that's a kinder strategy towards ourselves and others and it's also more productive when it comes to manifesting things right because when we condemn ourselves we don't manifest. We are so trapped and stuck in that uh, stew and brew of shame and condemnation and we isolate ourselves from others. And when we are twisting the story and narrative and choosing to get inspired by our sisters and seeing the possibility and their example is a possibility that this is possible and actually choosing to be happy for them and choosing to learn from them, choosing to get inspired from them, choosing to ride their wave and share the joy 
instead and choosing the possibility of manifesting this for ourselves that really changes a lot so i can see this is a very common trigger in women's containers that comparison and yet yes uh, the antidote to shame is taking it away from secrecy exposing it because shame thrives in secrecy. Once we take it out of secrecy and make it public, we connect and we see that we are all made of the same material in a way. We are all same humans wanting similar things. And yes, we want to inspire each other to evolve and grow. Um, and um, that receiving, yeah, also, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, um, I was going to say, don't get me wrong, during the training, I was definitely hard on myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just like, why am I not experiencing that? What's going on? Like, I still went through that spiral. Um, but then looking back, it's helpful to integrate the experience, right? Just like we do with any sort of experience or psychedelic experience, integration is probably the more important part of the mm, whole thing. Please like, tell us okay, on that. How does yes. It, yeah. Like, how does this fit within my life? What is this teaching me? What, is, what lessons are there for me? And it wasn't until afterwards that I really was able to take that experience and be like, well, you know, just like any sort of world record. Once you know something is possible, then you know, then you can work towards it, right? Or even work past it, like um, excel past it. So it's like, okay, well, that is the potential of this work. That is the potential of what I can achieve. What needs to be addressed in between here and there to be able to achieve that? Mm. So please share a bit more on the... Uh, learning to give part uh, as we just started by receiving which is yeah we receive first to be able to give and then at the same time what is it like for you to learn to give during the training and in the in the integration portion of the training absolutely oh man the giving has been such a wild ride um during the training i was just trying to get the steps down right of just like okay you know, we're in a setting where there's multiple pairs and we're all working on each other and you or Surya are guiding us through each step. And so in the training, I found myself just trying to follow the steps and just trying to, to do um, what needed to be done while taking in this body that's in front of me that I've never had the chance to explore ever before, you know, besides my own. And so that was a really incredible experience. Um, and then since then, so for your listeners, through the training, we do, we receive twice and we give twice during the training. And then we have to pr have nine practice sessions um, before we're ready to take off. Um, and so I have given five sessions since the training um, and then I'm about to do my sixth one tomorrow. And they've all been so different. I mean, not only are we onions, but we're different kind of onions. You know, we're red onions, we're yellow onions, we're white onions, we're tiny onions, we're big onions, you know. And so it's been quite the experience. So I've also worked on women in the age ranges of 30 to 69. 
And so, so many different bodies, so many different life experiences, um, different sizes. And it's been incredible to watch and experience every single one of them and see the different experiences that they have. Um, so I'll, I'll give kind of a, a few different examples to really solidify what I'm trying to say. So there was one individual that I was massaging and for your listeners, we do a full body massage, we do pressure points, and then we massage the outside of the yoni, and then we ask permission to enter the yoni. And at any time, we give permission to say, no, not for me, I'm done. And so, and being willing to accept that, you know? So, and then going in, you know, we address the walls pressure points within the walls, and then we massage um, the specific spots. And there was one individual I was massaging and we were going through the spots. And I remember her saying, it feels really irritating there. And I remember pausing for a moment and allowing some guidance to come through and asking her, is it emotional irritation or is it physical irritation? And it made her stop and she goes, you know what? It's emotional. And I was like, okay, am I still welcome here? And she said, yes. And we kept going and then she was able to tell me, okay, now I'm ready for you to to move to a different spot. And I just, that experience really hit me because that irritation, if it hadn't been addressed, was going to turn into a physical irritation that she experienced um, in different occasions. And we were able to really connect with it and it was able to express itself and we were able to continue and she never experienced irritation after the massage that we had together. And that was just mind blowing to me and for her, you know, because she had felt this type of irritation before and it had escalated into a physical irritation that she would have for a couple days afterwards. And because we addressed it in the moment, we gave it a voice. It never turned into the irritation that she'd experienced in the past. And that for me was, Mm. it blew my mind. Oh my God. Thank you for sharing this. This is incredible because um, not only uh, it's really demonstrating the potential of this type of body work when it's done in this type of setting, like ceremonial, slow, consensual um, connection, communication, like these are the keys. Um, But at the same time, you were also just learning. This was one of first or second experience of your life, giving Yoni massage. And that already gave profound results, which makes it so... It's like it's so accessible, so beautiful that actually, yeah, it does take some time to learn. And yet, even as you learn, you're already a healer. 
And yet you're not, you're not the one to fix or heal. You're just you're holding the- space and asking questions and just continuing to massage. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, prof- it was a profound moment for both of us. And if you think about it, if that irritation would have come up in an intimate session with a loved one, there might have been this pressure to push through it, right? To not voice what you were feeling and to push through it until our partner reached their satisfaction. And then we would experience irritation for days afterwards and not be able to be intimate again for a while. And so it, but when you're in a session in a yoni massage, you're not focused on the practitioner's pleasure. You're not focused on the practitioner's experience. You're literally only focused on what you're experiencing in the moment and you can take time to voice these things. You can take time to address the things that come up without worrying about pushing through or getting to the end because it's not about us practitioners. Yes, and it can create a whole new baseline for the future because um, this is how we learn that things can be so much better when we are speaking up, when we are taking care of ourselves. And yeah, in a relationship and intimacy lovemaking, it's so easy to go in that partner-pleasing mode that we want to make sure our partners are okay instead of taking care of ourselves. And this one-way receiving is an opportunity to receive fabulously and see that it's actually even better for the giver when the receiver speaks up because the giver knows like, wow, my partner is taking care of themselves. And each if each one of us takes responsibility for ourselves first before we take care of others, the world is a better place. Because in the name of compassion, things are getting quite twisted. We are becoming less compassionate to ourselves in order to be compassionate for others. And this is not the way. Uh, our self, our compassion for ourselves, our way to take care of ourselves, our needs, our boundaries is the most important piece, not only when it comes to sexual intimacy, but everywhere else in life. We need to take care of ourselves, put our oxygen mask first, and then put it on others because we cannot refill others from an empty cup. It will not be the right type of giving and not the right type of compassion when we disregard compassion for ourselves. So this is a beautiful example you described about needing been having a chance like to actually connect to yourself and zoom in like okay burning what's the burning what's the irritation like how what is it coming from and then being able to catch the nuance of it maybe there was anger maybe there was some kind of frustration not expressed like something something is there and then after that it can be gone entirely And I definitely, as you described the case, I could so relate. I'm sure many can. Like I remember I was once in loving, committed relationship. And there was one one time that our lovemaking was not flowing. I felt painful. I was usually not in pain with him, but this time it was painful. And I was not comfortable speaking up because like, why is it? I just need to relax a bit deeper. I, I It's going to be okay. And I just kind of pushed through exactly like you described. I decided to just brace myself. Like I can handle it. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Uh, but ultimately it felt painful and I didn't enjoy it. And there was some aftertaste 
of after this lovemaking that something went wrong and I didn't like it. And then only later, uh, in, like retrospect, just able to see that, aha, I can see it was emotional. It was something happening between us emotionally, but we didn't speak about that. It was me traveling and him being missing me already and being upset that I'm traveling without him. And we didn't speak about it. And in our lovemaking, it was manifesting as him hurting me back unconsciously. Of course, he didn't want to hurt me. I didn't want to hurt him, but it was happening absolutely unconsciously. And if we were able to slow down and me speaking up and then us slowing down and looking within ourselves to see what's really happening emotionally, it could have turned into a really beautiful bonding experience, but we didn't have the skills at that time. So this journey of receiving um, a tantric body work and for the giver and for the receiver can create the new tools of communication. Like even if you are a giving partner or active partner in lovemaking in any other sense, you can have a chance to slow down and ask a question. Ah, how does it feel? Is it emotional? Is it physical? What does it look like? What shape is that? If it could speak, what would you say without any filters? Like, what would you say? So having the, an opportunity to ask these questions can help the partner to open up. When you are on the receiving side, you get a chance to speak up and communicate the truth instead of worrying about how this truth will be received. Will it cut the flow or anything like that? Absolutely. Well, and that kind of goes into one of the last sessions I just did. Um, my client had experienced sexual trauma at a really, really young age. And so has developed these reflexes and defense mechanisms when she becomes intimate with partners. And I was able to really hold space for those during our session together. I mean, physically, just her body tensing up, like literally holding her breath. And when you're in that state, how do you experience pleasure? You're literally in fight or flight, right? And so in the, the, our session together, she was able to see these defense mechanisms kick in as soon as we would, you know, switch position or go into another space, her entire body would clench up. She would hold her breath. She would disassociate. And so slowly bringing her back into the space, making sure she remembered that she's safe. It's just me and her. There's no expectation here. She can allow that disarmoring to happen and really start to give those parts a voice of, okay, what do you need? Do you need me to go slower? Do you need me to go uh, softer? And really allowing her to find her voice, whereas before she never had one. So she didn't, she wasn't able to communicate her needs. Her partners weren't able to check in with her because she had no voice to respond with. And so these sessions really allow you to receive and receive only to really be there mm, for yourself yes. and really Cheers see what to you receiving. <laughs> And I'm so curious to hear how it um, unfolds. <laughs> I actually don't even know because I haven't been in touch with you recently, but I'm so curious to see how does it feel now after going through this training, after already almost finishing our volunteer practice, how does it feel now when, it, when you think about doing it professionally? Oh man, I still feel like such a newbie. <laughs> <laughs> 
because each session has been so different from each mm. other, it doesn't feel like I'm ever going to reach that expert level, quote unquote, you know, but what I have to really find within myself is that space of surrender. You know, it's not just surrendering for the, 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 the receiver, it's surrendering for the practitioner too. Mm-hmm. going in there and just being completely open to what comes kind of like our beginner's mind. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But beginner's mind always like we never, we're never going to reach yep. that. We know everything because every person, every onion is going to come in with different exactly. layers. Exactly. This is profound realization, dear. I love what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's humbling. It's a little scary. Well, maybe not scary, but daunting. And also a invitation to surrender, you know, and just be the best version of myself, the best space holder that I can be, um, open to receiving any sort of guidance from the client or, you know, energy that's coming towards me. And always, always curious. Mm, Wow. This is delicious how you describe it. And yeah, there is never a hundred percent expertise. It's always humble beginner's mind. And if you grasp that, this is when you're an expert, just like Socrates says that my wisdom is that I don't know anything. And this makes him the wisest man on earth. So similarly, when it comes to body work like this, confessing and admitting that I'm always a beginner. Every person is different. There is no way I know how it's going to flow for this person. And that's the only thing I can trust is being beginner and being able to access this beginner's mind. And at the same time, collect as much possible knowledge and skills to do it better and better and better and better as client after client, receiver after receiver, becoming better and yet keeping that beginner's mind. And I feel like your results have been actually great because we've been staying in touch as far as the results from your volunteers, as well as the two women that you practice during the training. So this can be a great encouragement for you to see that despite of your beginner's mind, sometimes feeling like you might not be quite there, you are quite there because all these women that you work with report great results. And this will only get better. And I feel like you are quite there, actually. You are. I feel like your humbleness really is a huge plus to that because the opposite side of it could be arrogance and thinking you know what's right for others, thinking you're God at all, and that could take you in the wrong place. But the humble beginner's mind approach is what makes you incredible professional. And I feel like you'll serve so many women in the future and definitely never lose faith in yourself. I want to continue supporting you. In your professional growth, the world needs more of us. The world needs us. And we know it on our own skin and we know it through feedback of others who receive this body work that women do need this type of service. And we want to continue spreading this beauty around the world. Well, thank you. And thank you for receiving my messages and my inquiries and my requests to talk and connect because really it was because of your openness to 
serve and give and educate that made all of this happen. Mm. So I really, really want to express gratitude. So thank you. You're thank welcome. You. And thank, thank you. you now for speaking yes to my invitation to join my <laughs> podcast. See, this is how karma works. I said yes a few times yeah. and here you are to be so um, responsive and just joining this podcast. And I'm sure many women will resonate. So we will leave some information on show notes so you know where to find Lucy Bell. And we are both really open to any comments or questions about anything we had to say. Uh, Lucy Bell is graduating our Sacred Feminine Touch ceremony, and she's in Northern California. She's north of San Francisco, about hour and a half north, and it's in a beautiful uh, sequoia forest, the redwood forest. Not sequoia, I think. Well, I'm I'm so ignorant. Well, redwood forest. Let's call it this way. Those beautiful trees out there in the ocean, really special, beautiful area with all these wineries. I feel like women in your area will benefit so much from this work, and not only in your area. I'm sure you will travel in the future and women will travel your way. So if someone hears it really resonates with uh, Lucy Bell and her sharings and her newly acquired expertise, you are so welcome to connect with her. I highly encourage you to connect with her. I so trust your uh, integrity and um, the energy. Those things never lie, like skills slowly come while this energy is there and it doesn't lie. And I just loved your energy from the start. And I'm really so happy that we are now part of the same community and we will continue bringing beautiful sisters in our sisterhood. So um, thank you so much thank for being you. with it's us. It's been such a pleasure. And uh, yeah, if you enjoyed the podcast, please um, leave us a um, five-star review and uh, follow us on social media. Um, all this connection and feedback is super appreciated. So we are speaking and imagining you on the other side, but it's nice not to only imagine, but actually hear back from you. So if you feel inspired, don't hesitate to message us and message us a note and wishing you all a beautiful day. The final note that I forgot to mention is that we have Sacred Feminine Touch Ceremony next container coming up. We're starting online program February 1st and March 1st will be our sisterhood gathering in Austin, Texas. So if you feel called to give and receive and really learn tantric massages experientially in our four-month coaching container and become one of our sisters, don't hesitate to reach out. I will also leave a link for that below. Otherwise, wishing you a beautiful, beautiful time of the day and especially to you, Lisabelle. Enjoy your beautiful Monday. We will stay in touch. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye.